Ladies and gentlemen, this is episode six of the cast from Culturally Rock. This is Buchacha. Who do we have with me? Meacham. And Jeff. Uh, hey there, gentlemen. Uh, we, we've got a lot to talk about. We, we've had some very eventful episodes uh, that have come down the pike these last few weeks. Uh, this last episode, episode six, you know, not as eventful as they've been, I guess, since like episode two, it's been boom, 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 boom. Uh, and so we had, I, I don't want to say it was a letdown, but it was definitely a little bit slower than the pace uh, that we had gotten used to. But without further ado, I think we, we need to talk about some Game of Thrones, guys. You ready? Definitely. Yeah. All right. So, uh huh. Whereas we finished with John Sansa and everybody else at the wall last time around. This time we're going to start at the wall and we're, we're going to, we're going to play this episode like we're, you know, traveling the map at the intro of Game of Thrones. So in your head, you do your little theme. And you know, all right, we're, we're at the wall right now. That's where we're starting. Uh, guys. There's been a lot of navel gazing going on at the wall here recently. What do you think? <laughs> I don't hear that term very often. That's what I think. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I was thinking as well. <laughs> uh, you, you you were thinking you haven't heard the term or they were navel gazing? I haven't heard the term. <laughs> oh, well, I've heard the term before, just not um, very often. Well, it yeah, uh, it usually applies to somebody who wants to sit around and think deep thoughts. Uh, which definitely is like Jon Snow. He's a bit of a navel gazer. And what we have the last few episodes is not really a whole lot going on on the Jon Snow front other than we had the uh, so-called quote-unquote pink letter, which was written fr- uh, by Ramsey. Or was it? To Jon Snow, who was at one point the Lord, Lord Commander, and so it was meant it was addressed to Lord Commander Snow or whatever it was. Uh but of course he resigned his commission and uh Ramsey is trying to go to him into a pitched battle for Winterfell in the hopes of getting Sansa Stark, his wife, back. Um first of all, can we even really consider that a valid marriage? I for the time, yeah. Well, I don't know. She's still married. She's still married to Tyrion, right? I so mean, I guess no. I, I don't know how divorce works in Westeros, but f- as far as I know, the, the the marriage is not even a legitimate marriage anyway. So you know, if anybody want to say, "Oh, they're married," well, you know, they're not. So fuck that guy. But I think most people are are over Ramsay any, anyway. That was one of the conversations we had this last and if, couple episodes. If Sansa has uh, two husbands, doesn't that mean that you know she's the one in charge and she should be calling the shots? Ooh, matriarchal. Yeah, nice. why not? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, we, we did have some good Sansa moments these last few episodes. Uh, what we have are, let's see here. We have Sansa who has to talk to John, who's really like, it seems like he's just loading up. And, you know, after, after he does the mic throw down and says, my, my watch is ended. I think that's where we ended the last show. Yep. Uh, the next episodes picks up with Dolores Ed looking, picking up. Uh, long claw and John's just like, yeah, I'm leaving. Fuck this place. I'm gone. And it's little, you know, 
that's when uh, Sansa comes in or whatever. We have this nice little reunion of Sansa, Brienne, Pod, uh, which also there's a, a, a nice little moment with Brienne confronting <laughs> Melisandre and Davos about the Shadow Baby who killed Renly. It was just all. Uh, it was I, all I, around. I, 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 it was all around. I don't like you. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. I, I love how she just put herself out there, like you know. Y'all may be good people, kind of, but fuck you. You killed my king, and you guys are bastards. And she walks off. That, it was, that was, nice. it was nice kind touch. of an awkward moment. I mean, it, well, the, they it all have something like, against each other. It's not awkward. Yeah, it was almost I mean, like Brian, Obviously, those two killed Rindley, and then uh, Melisandre right. burned Shireen, and then uh, there's just like a lot of dynamics going, going around in those three. We we need our reckoning for that yet, don't we? Yeah. The, the, the Shireen thing. I'm sure yeah. that's coming up in one one of the uh, future episodes. But anyway, and Brienne was almost uh, so Sa- almost like, yeah, well, I killed him. What you gonna do? Bring it. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what she was. She's like, yeah, I did it. He he was uh, he was a kinslayer. Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, be that as it may, uh, we have Sansa who's talking to John. She's like, hey. Uh, we should go help. And he's like, eh, I don't know. And then he gets the pink letter where it says basically he's going to kill all the wildlings that he worked so hard to save. And then he closes out by saying he's got Rickon and he wants to, uh, rape Sansa and have the horses raper and his men raper and dogs and cats and probably some goats or something raper and, uh, all around some very, very nasty words by Ramsey. And so, uh, John's like, yep. All right, we got this. And so we, we, we sort of spend the next several episodes. We're like, Hey, let's go raise some troops. Okay. Let's go raise some troops. I mean, am I forgetting anything here? Um, no. Uh, well, uh, the, uh, shit brain work, uh, redhead giant Spain. Oh, uh, you know, miming. Oh, are eating we talking about Brienne. the strangers in the night moment? <laughs> and miming eating out Brienne on a chicken. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, the, uh, apparently, the internet has quickly latched on to this uh, romance between Tormund and Brienne. Uh, I'm sure there's already and tons I of. I don't know how I feel about it. About it. <laughs> um, maybe as a one off kind of thing. Like, you know, they can scratch each other's itches, whatever. But I'm not saying that's going to be a, a match made in Westeros or not, but yeah, whatever. I, Brienne, uh, anyway. Brienne deserves a man who appreciates her for her manliness. I mean, she's oh, already I'm, I'm, she's already going a river run, so is it, is it over? That she is. Or will uh, it be rekindled? I don't think so. I mean, they're going to be meeting up again at some point. That's, they got to be, right? Yeah, right, right. Anyway, uh, so let's go back to the Sansa thing, uh, and I think that's pretty much where we left off. And I think episode six, there there wasn't any of John or Sansa or whatever in episode six. Am I am I correct? Correct. I don't think there was. Okay, so basically the last little bit we get is the you know like okay we're gonna go around and round up the houses who are still loyal, and they'll fight for you, and your John's or your Ned Stark's bastard they'll still fight for you, and we have uh, Sansa going to meet Littlefinger a little bit before this. And she's saying, Hey, I've got the forces of house Aaron and we're ready to fight, you know, fight to get you back into Winterfell. And Sansa is not very keen on that idea, but he, he does relay some interesting information. The fact that uh, Brent, Brendan Tully has 
reconquered River Run, where her mother grew up, and he is back in charge of a run and it may, it may be able to spare some forces, I guess. And so the idea is that she could go appeal for some help in getting Winterfell back from her uncle. Anyway, um, what, what do we think is going to go down with that? <clears throat> well, if it's anything like in the book, they'll come, they'll have the, uh, the sun standing up on the platform with a noose around his neck for days on end. Uh, fill in some names for me, guys. I'm sorry, uh, I couldn't understand. <clears throat> you talking about um, Edmert Zoli? Yeah, the or the the one oh, that yeah. got married at the red wedding. The son of the oh, the son oh, of the blackfish. Yeah, the the son yeah. of the blackfish. Oh, that, okay, Edmure that's Trilly. that's Catelyn's brother. Yeah, and the blackfish is Catelyn's uncle, right? Right. And so, like, I, you know, Santa, that's her great uncle, but I just call uh, her uncle. Okay. Um, yeah, so the yeah, you have this whole thing without this last episode where you had Walter Fay revealed for the first time since the Red Wedding, uh, marching Edmure out and saying, "Hey, you're ready to go back to River Run." Um, we'll talk about that in in a little bit, actually, pretty soon. Uh, Edmure, anyway, Edmure what, what do you think is going to happen uh, with? Uh, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say Edmure Tully is uh, next in line for the uh, the Tully house right, too. Right, right. He he, he so that's, is that's the heir of River Run. Yeah. Okay, we'll we'll talk about the River Run situation in just a minute. But what what do we think is going to happen with with the houses of the North and John and Sansa rallying them? Do we first of all let me ask you guys this: Do you think at some point Sansa will tell John where you know the whole because she kind of lied to him about the whole uh, whether or not or where she heard the blackfish thing from. And I, I remember reading this last couple of weeks, um, Sophie Turner, the actress who plays Sansa says that she, and according to her, like how she sees her character, she's holding, she, she's lying because she wants to hold on, hold on to some of that power herself. She's in a, you know, she's been in very vulnerable places for so long that, uh, holding back that information is part of her motivate. You know, it's holding back that information is part of her motivation to not telling John. So it's not necessarily out of malice or conniving or mistrust, uh, but rather just yeah, it's trust. But she also like it's, it's it's empowering to her to have her secrets. And in some you know, in some respects, that's true. And I see it. But I, I also love that scene between her and. Little fi- little fish, <laughs> little finger as well, uh, because he's like, you know, I should just have Brienne kill you right now, and he probably deserves it. Might what have been you, a good do call. Think? Do you think? Do you think he knew the monster that was Ramsay Snow? <sighs> How of could course. you not hear rumors? At least, I mean, some rumors can be made up, but you get enough rumors, and holy shit, some of them might be true. Well, I mean, he's had his hands full in in King's Landing. It's Littlefinger. He know it's Littlefinger. So think- Littlefinger and Varys know what's going on everywhere. That's what we're led everywhere. to believe about their characterization. Okay. Well, that, then that that's my question. Then, Meacham, what advantage do you think he could possibly hope to press by marrying Sansa off to Bolt Ramsay Bolton? I don't think that he what, ever what do you, what expected do you think her is, to is, escape. I think that he thought that maybe she would just get beaten down, like to be completely submissive. I don't know. Maybe Ramsey was just like a babysitter while Littlefinger was gone. I don't know. 
Maybe. I mean, um, he, she, well, I mean, she would still be back in Winterfell. So, I mean, yeah. it's not like it's not like she's safe or anything, but a Stark is in Winterfell. <clears throat> so he, uh, he would right. still have a little bit of influence there while she's there. Well, that's I, I see what you're saying there, Jeffrey. You got any ideas? Lots of people said he, you know, we're talking about how he, how he, he did it to try to, uh, to, um, kind of calm the North down. But I think it could have been done to cause more derision, you know, more divisiveness, because Ooh. people are gonna, people are gonna hear the rumors about, you know. What Ramsey is doing to eventually going to hear that, rumors that's true about what Ramsey's doing to so even, basically even the queen. He, he was using Sansa to sort of cement his own reputation or something. Uh, of course, we know that the this Sansa storyline from the show has sort of been merged with the character Jane Poole, who yeah. I guess was uh, Sansa's handmaiden, wasn't lady in waiting, yeah. whatever. Yeah, her friend um, yeah. in the books, right? And of course, they're playing it. It's like like it's Arya, so that that whole storyline has changed, and Sansa's actually there. I think I actually like that change better uh, because, as it is in even with uh, Dance with Dragons, Sansa's just chilling in the veil, pretending to be Littlefinger's bastard, and that's not nearly as compelling as far as storytelling goes. But no, uh, I, I like the scene. I thought it was very empowering for her to confront. And be, to be able to talk about it in such a way and to exert the power she had over Littlefinger. See, I, I, I disagree. I don't. I think Littlefinger fucked up and he knows he fucked up and that he is going to try to make it better, but at the same time, press an advantage that he has. I mean, it behooves him to ingratiate himself. He, he, he has to know the Boltons aren't going to last. So he's going to try to like, make nice with Sansa makes, you know, with the hopes of making nice with, with John as well. And that later on, it, he can have some sort of hold over them. Whereas if he didn't do that, he, he would be toxic. He, he would be radioactive. Once again, what's his end game though? What does he want? What is little fingers at game? We, sh- we should, uh, we can do a mid season cult- cast from culture, culturally rock just on, Littlefinger in his end game. Let's let's meet back for that. How about that? Okay. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and t- say like, where do we think this is going? This storyline. Um. Huh. Do you th- what do you think Jamie's role will be in all of this? Who? Do, J- Jamie. Do you think he'll actually join? You know, in the book, he was going off to look for Brienne. Um. Do you th- oh 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 oh. Yeah, he goes to River Run, and you know we're, we definitely know that this next episode they're going to meet up just from the previews, from the season previews, and then the episode preview. Um, I I don't think it's going to go very well, and I actually will talk about that very shortly and why I think that. But what do we think about the the troops, man? Well, I just wonder if um, the possibility—I mean, it's probably a slight possibility—but maybe Jamie taking his men north to help them recapture Winterfell? Like, it's out there. I know. Oh, well, (sighs) Jeffrey, you bring up a damn good point. And, you know, I was going to talk about it in a few minutes, but the point has been made. Let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, Due to events going on in King's Landing, uh, Jamie is not only no longer uh, Lord Commander of the... Kingsguard. uh, 
King's, King's Guard. Guard. I almost called it the Royal Guard. Like, the Star Wars. <laughs> anyway, the Royal, he, he was the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, and he's been stripped of not only that rank, but also the job entirely. So, technically, is Jamie not now the official heir of Castle Rock? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, he, he can actually go do whatever the fuck he wants. And it, if he does meet back up at River Run, how is that going to play out? Uh, especially as it concerns Brienne, who, I, you know, we, we know that they're homies. Uh, how, how is that attachment going to go? And is it going to lead him to going to help put Sansa back on the throne? I, I tend to think not, because according to what probably Jamie thinks, Jamie probably still is, on, is operating under the assumption that Sansa helped Tyrion kill Joffrey. Oh, really? He, he has no reason to think otherwise. Hmm. So he, he's probably just like, fuck that lady. <laughs> kill Joffrey. Uh, anyway. Um, but technically it is a sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, That's true. <laughs> and he's... And, Whatever. And they his family has fucked over the Starks, like entirely almost yeah <laughs> so yeah you, you so might like, feel a little bad about is he that. gonna start paying them back now probably not probably <laughs> not all right Meacham, what do you think what's gonna happen with uh sandra and john and davos and melisandra and the rest of the little scooby gang up there uh are they gonna be able to, to get some troops and attack winterfell um i definitely think they're going to um I'm not sure about the the bigger houses. Um, I mean, like what they said from the episode, the Umbers and the Karstarks, I think they probably are committed to the Boltons. Maybe they'll be able to sway the Karstarks. Um, but 100% they're going to be able to rally up an army. And we already see uh, some kind uh, of battle from the season preview. Okay, right. okay. I, I I think it's coming. You know, we, we know from the preview that even the next episode, there can be a House Mormont for whatever good that's worth. Uh, they mentioned a couple something the other small houses, yeah. So we're we're definitely going to be in for it. In fact, according to the episode titles that apparently leaked on a German website for the actually broadcast Game of Thrones, the yeah. uh, the I'll go. I'm going to go ahead and throw out these episode episode titles right now. We can talk about them as they apply. But the next episode after um, episode seven is called No One. So I guess we can probably guess who that one's going to be centering in on. Mm -hmm. uh, episode nine is called battle of bastards. And episode 10 is called the winds of winter, which is supposed to be the title of the next George Martin novel. So let me ask you this then guys. Um, so the battle, battle of bastards. So the battle of Winterfell is going to be the big ass uh, battle of this season. So, you know, I, I like how Game of Thrones has these titles of shows that can apply to multiple little threads of the, of the storyline. But Battle of Bastards makes it seem like it's pretty much just going to be the Battle of Bastards. Yeah. Yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. Well, so, I mean, what what is the yeah. Well, you had the Black, the, uh, the Blackfire one or whatever. Um, and it was season two where Tyrion, I mean, that was basically a Tyrion only episode and it was just in King's Landing. So, uh, is episode nine going to be just like a just Winterfell episode? Could be. Um, what other bastards okay. could it, could it refer to? Uh, Gendry. Um, I don't know. That'd be, that'd be out of <laughs> nowhere. I mean, how Gendry would be nice. Arthur? Hmm? I, I know. I was, I was talking today with somebody about that, and like, oh, when are they gonna be Gendry back? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Probably never. I, <laughs> what? What? 
what purpose does he serve to the story at this point in time? But how it cool, would be nice to have. How cool would it be back. to see Gingery show up on shore with a red priestess and like a whole bunch of banners and a small army, just like just randomly would, at the end of the season? That would be pretty nice. That would, that or he, or he nice. takes uh, he takes Aegon's place or something from the books. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, let's see here. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next plot point, dudes. Um, Sam and Gilly. Got to talk about some Sam and Gilly over at Horn Hill. Um, we, we've had very little of them so far this season. We had the one little pop-in where we went in the boat and he's seasick and you had like the sweet huggable moment. And mm-hmm. then, you know, this past episode, he shows up at Horn Hill to talk to his father. And he at first, they're greeted by mom and sister However, uh, who are delightful? Father... <laughs> Say what? Who are delightful? Oh yeah, yeah, right. Uh, father is not so delightful at all. A big bag of dicks. Uh, I'm... The, yeah, big. <laughs> He's a big bag of dicks. Uh, I, I would have to agree with that. Um, I think he played it like the the actor they got was was perfect. He he seemed like a a, a bag of dicks. Yeah. Uh, the whole the whole dinner scene. Oh man, did that play out like you guys thought it would be? Playing out, I figured she'd fuck up somehow. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna put it on her. I mean, I, how would he not realize? Like he, dad's gonna find out at some point if he intended her to live with her for several years or live at that Horn Hill for several years. At some point, it's going to get found out somehow. You know? Yeah. And to leave her there without any sort of segue into that information was was wrong on his part so uh you know i'm, I'm glad it happened earlier rather than later yeah but i'm also glad yeah. it was the, the yeah the oh shit words are hard sometimes i know <laughs> <sighs> brain fart <laughs> impetus jesus christ uh, the impetus for them leaving uh anyway so i guess that's where we're gonna i mean it was an interesting scene. It wasn't quite like I thought Sam was going to nut up and just be like, fuck you, dad. I killed a white Walker. What kind of fucking shit have you done? Well, and, you know, have if some he'd back, have done that, back and forth about that. If but, he'd have done that, he's like, well, fine. I'm going to kill this little whore right now. Yeah. 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 I mean, I understand sort of like why, why he did it, but then again, he just put his head down and whatnot, but he actually, I mean, he does do a good job of redeeming himself. He's like, Oh, I'm going to say goodbye. Now he leaves seconds later, comes back. He's like, come on, Grab the kid. We're going. It's you and me. And on the way out, he he grabs uh, Heartsbane. Is, is is that not the name of the sword? I do believe Michael? so. That's, that's right. That's right. Heartsbane. Uh, so what <clears throat> do you think? What do you think he's going to do with that damn sword? Uh, he's going to figure out how to make Valerian steel. Ooh, he's going to melt it down into the bullet process. tips. Melt it down into bullet tips. Right. What? Or uh, say, you have to say arrow, arrowheads. Uh, I just thought he's gonna melt them down, oh. melt, melt the sword down I, into. I wouldn't waste Valerian <laughs> steel on on arrow tips because I mean, at the very least, you know that there's dragon glass that makes up yeah uh, dragonstone yeah. So you you can always make arrow, arrowheads out of out of the rock. And, so. and another video pointed out uh, what's that island that's kind of uh, in the ocean east of the wall, Skagoth or some shit like that. Skagos, Skagos. Yeah. They have a bunch of dragon glass too. Uh, okay, so. Dragon glasses that seems pretty plentiful then. Well, never mind then. Keep I mean, the sword. Plent- plentiful enough. All right. Um, well, we'll we'll talk about some some more 
strategy. I think his father was right, though. I don't think he's ever going to wield that sword. I think that's for damn sure. (laughs) Really? Why is that? Sam? Sam? Sam's weapon is his mind. He's not Um, going to wield the sword. I don't know. Oh, uh, Sam! Sam's gonna have to at least in some shape or fashion at some point. Um, I think he's done his his killing. I, that's a big ass sword. Do you think it's possible? And in, in his trying to figure out if if this is in fact the case, he's trying to figure out how to make Valerian steel. Do you think that he'll do what happened to Ice, where it'll be melted down and perhaps made into multiple blades? One for him and one for Gilly. <laughs> too short. Too short. Sure. <laughs> um, well, we also know that the the dagger that was allegedly sent by Tyrion, which we, we know wasn't, it was Joffrey, Yeah, um, to kill Bran, to assassinate Bran, was he was laying in the bed in season one, was Valerian Steel as well. So like, there are Valerian Steel daggers out there. Um, of course, I, I don't know why anyone would want to get close enough to a White Walker to have to use a dagger, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, it gets the job done, right? Yeah. I guess so. All right, so uh, where, let, where do you guys think this is going? Do you think they're actually going to, are they going to be going to the Citadel Old Town next? Uh, or do you think other, they have a, a different future ahead of them? I don't know. He might be going there to, like I said, try to, to research and look up how to uh, uh, create Valerian Steel again without actually becoming a maester. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I, I agree with you, Jeff. What do you think, Meacham? Uh, I mean, the timeline seems weird to me. Um, Why is that? Like, how long does it take someone to become a Meister? You know, it takes a long time, right? Takes a long fucking time. So that right. almost, okay, that's what you have saying then. Yeah. It almost takes the idea of becoming a Maester off the table. It, it's not going to happen for the right. timeline we have left of the show. So it makes us think that he's going to be much more self-serving. He's going there to learn some shit and maybe figure out how to make, you know, Valyrian steel, maybe how to figure out, you know, he's going to look up arcane knowledge regarding the White Walkers, Children of the Forest, Whatever. You just didn't do, do a quick Google search and then come back. Yeah, yeah. basically the the Westeros version of a Google search and come back. I think that, I think that's probably the likeliest what course. I, what I wonder is if uh, you know um, his dad is going to send his little brother out to get the sword back, and maybe uh, Sam will put his little brother on his ass and uh, send him back, and might say, uh, "Dad, uh, he's not as big of a pussy as he said he was." That would actually be pretty cool. Yeah, um, Jeff, I hope you're right. How about that? Me too. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and keep the truck rolling, gentlemen, and talk about that River Run storyline. Uh, we we had the at the end of the previous episode, episode six, uh, in which Cersei, of all things, dispatches Jamie, and we're guessing Bronn just from the previews. Uh, and Jamie does actually mention Bronn by name in that episode, in that scene actually, uh, to go deal with the Blackfish at River Run and. Uh, like I said, we, we had the whole, we, we checked in with Walter Frey and Edmure and, um, I'm not going to go into the whole recap of what that, that was. It was just like, Hey, you lost Winterfell or you lost Winterfell. You lost River Run. I don't know how you lose a fucking castle. Basically be his children for losing it. Um, you know, rightfully so probably. I mean, it, it is a <laughs> fortress after all. Besides it's and, well within his character norm being a gigantic asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's true. That's true. All right. So, what do you think Walter Frey's plan is for Edmure? We know that that he's being sent to, to River Run. We know that he's the heir of River Run. What's on the docket? Well, in the books, like I said, he's the the guy 
uh, in the gallows, basically, they're threatening to hang him like all day, every day, till he gives up. Yeah, yeah. He's just standing there uh, in a noose <laughs> in the books. Yeah, I, I don't think that's going to happen on the show, just you know, timing Time, wise yeah. or whatnot. So they'll threaten him somehow. Uh, what do you think? All right, Meacham, what do you think? <clears throat> I'm not too sure what his uh, his play is. Um, as far as the whole like situation, I'm really excited to see uh, the Jamie and Blackfish uh, interaction that we see from the preview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, as quick as that was, uh, I wonder how that conversation is going to play out. I, I don't think that the storyline can head a lot of different directions. I mean, if Edmure is the heir of River Run. Does he simply walk into Riveron and be like, hey, give it back to the Lannisters or the Freys or whatever? I mean, is that within his rights as the lord of Riverrun? Or do the people who are defending it and are holding it for the House Tully, uh, they tell Edmir he's a pussy and just to, like, go to hell? Hmm. I, I mean, we we know there's some sort of battle brewing there. Um I, I don't think that Edmir has ever been much of a man uh, as far as taking responsibility for things, even though he's sort of paying for Rob Stark's uh, mistake. He, he still, he, I mean, even that one scene when Catelyn's and Edmir's dad dies and they're sending off the, uh, the, you know, the pyre on the boat or whatever. And he oh, can't yeah. hit, yeah. he like can't he hit the boat with the bottle, <laughs> the body on it. And so Blackfish has to do it. Yeah. Uh, it, it just, it gives you an insight to how sad sack that character is. <laughs> and so I, I, I just don't have much hope in Ed Muir. And I think he's, he's not going to be brave. He's not, gonna, I mean, he, he's been sitting in a dungeon for like what, three years now. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not going to do what needs to get done. Didn't, All right, didn't let's go Jamie, ahead and move along then. Didn't Jamie and Blackfish? What? Didn't Jamie and Blackfish negotiate a truce in the book? Um, I don't know, Meacham. Do you remember that? I think so. I don't remember. Uh, you, yeah, you. I you mean, I'm really recently. So, I'm really excited to see like what Jamie's going to do. I know we haven't talked about like King's Landing or anything yet, but. Like Jamie yeah, changed well, a lot, I mean, and he he's he's headed to River Run, so it's it's pretty much the time to talk to him about him, I guess. Yeah, from what You're I right. remember, in fact, since from what I remember of the book, uh, Jamie shows up, tells him to take Edmure down, and then offers, you know, I think they negotiated a, a truce. I don't think there was actually a fight. You know what? That does ring a bell. I think you're right. <sighs> and then he got the letter telling Man. something about Brienne, and he headed off north. Yeah, well, that that I guess it opens up the conversation about Jamie further, guys. How are you feeling about Jamie right now? I think he's I'm on the I'm verge scared. of what? Meets him scared, Jeffrey. What? I think maybe he's on the verge of being like, you know, I said fuck everybody else, but that might include you too. Jesus, <laughs> um, he, he just seems to be tired of all the bullshit. Rigmarole of his. I mean, family. on one hand, he he's he's taking more responsibility for his family, but on the other, it's like, dude, your family is mostly trash. It seems like he's um, starting to get sick of it. Almost. It makes me like I was really. Anytime he gets near Cersei, he crumbles. I, I just want to go. I want to go. Like, run, run, Jamie, run. Uh, he he's a much be- better character when he's not by her. So, uh, when we talk about him at River Run, is he going to devolve or is he going to evolve? I don't know. Because when he was with Brienne, he evolved 
and then he devolved a little bit with Cersei, but he was able to evolve a little bit because he was still with Braun. And, and he, yeah, he was Cersei. fine when he was with Braun. Just uh, right, and then Cersei's the, like, I think the thing was biggest. when he had that conversation with Marcella, and she, like he she, he found out that she knew all along that yeah. he was as her father, and that he, he she was glad. Um, yeah. And then she died. Like that was taken away from her so quickly. Oh. I think yeah, that like true. that was is what like ruined Jamie. Not ruined Jamie's character, but set him back a lot. And then when he got back, yeah. Cersei like pumped him up on yeah, let's do this for our family, this and that. And then he got stripped of the title and of being uh, Kingsguard. So yeah, yeah. Um, man, that, that, it does raise some some interesting possibilities with that character. And just like I want to like that guy. But he, he takes steps forward and he he takes steps back and it's it's hard to see where that character is going. So basically, and if I had to, if, what yeah, go. So basically, if if he outlives Cersei, I think it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's, well, it's sad to say, but that's probably prophecy. true. It's prophecy. Yeah, you're right, 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 right. And you know, I'm kind of hope according you know to Maggie the Frog's prophecy or whatever. Isn't it Maggie the Frog? Yeah, something like that. Sounds yeah. right. Okay. Uh, according to her prophecy, it's going to be the little brother that kills her, and she's always thought it was Tyrion. Yeah. I'm like, I've, I've been hoping for so long that it was going to be Jamie who finally says, you know what? Oh, my God. You know what? Guys, I'm having a, I'm having a vision. I'm having a brand vision right now. <laughs> I think I know how it's going to happen. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I realize we're going to talk about brand visions here towards the end of the episode. But we have these visions of Jamie killing King Eris, dragon, the, the, uh, Matt, the Mad King, yeah, the fire, and they're in- interspersed with those uh, visions are like you know visions of the past in these far distant past and then recent past, and what might be some glimpses of the future. And we saw when Jamie killed Eris and he stabbed him, you know, ran him through the back, and then. Once more, when he uh, was on the ground, according to the vision, because he was going to light uh, we also the whole got, city on fire. Yeah, we yeah exactly. We also got several glimpses of the wildfire that Cersei that Eris stockpiled and Cersei further stockpiled, mm-hmm. all still stored under the city. I like where you're so going. Would Cersei mm-hmm. would Cersei get to the point where she's going to burn the whole damn city down in wildfire, and it's Jamie? going to have to be the one that stops her. I, I like where you're going there. And, and, and history is going to repeat, repeat itself. Like she's going to try to burn the city and escape in the flames. And then, yeah. And then of course the, uh, you know, the idea is like, I wonder what a whole bunch of wildfire would do against an army of whites. True. True. Um, here's I mean, another that question. Maybe the purpose of it's being stockpiled in the first place, right? Well, we'll see. You, yeah, we'll see. But uh, if she, if Jamie is actually the one who does end up, have, you know, killing her to save everybody again from the, the threat of wildfire, uh, you know, it's it's quite plausible that the that stock could be used to fight in the north. Of course, transporting wildfire is probably pretty dangerous to begin with. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Wait, anything well, else we want to say about um, the, the river run? Well, back to the we we're talking about Cersei. Uh, uh, have you heard the rumor that some people think that uh, um, that uh, shit words are hard sometimes? Uh, the current they are. the current king, Tommen. Uh, Tommen. Tommen. That Tommen might be the champion for the faith. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, 
I don't think it's good likely. God, why? Why would that happen? But some people that, are saying that would be it. the worst decision ever. <laughs> Send Tommen against the mountain. <laughs> well, it's not. He's not no, fighting no. the mountain. He's fighting uh, the God's will because that's what they believe. No. It doesn't. It doesn't matter how big you are, small you are. It's it's the God's will, no. of course. Uh, so th- th- that's not exactly David and Goliath, though. I'm, I'm not. I'm not buying that theory at all. I think it's a terrible. That's a terrible idea. Whoever came up with that should be shot. It wasn't me. All right, maybe not shot, but um, they should really consider their lives over again. Okay, uh, let's move on, man. Let's all go right. ahead and go to Pike. We we got a new ki- a king of the Iron Islands. What what do we think about our boy Euron Greyjoy? Most unfortunate name ever. Say what? Oh, you Euron. most unfortunate name ever. Uh, yeah, so we got the, the new king, Euron, and... Uh, well, I guess Mike, Mike first... Hunt is worse, as far as the name <sighs> goes. Mike Hunt. Mike Hunt, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard that one in a while. Uh, as far as the Iron Islands go, I, I guess what I really wanted to zero in on this, guys, is, okay, we see Euron is elected at the King's Moot, uh, after Theon speaks up for his sister, and he's like, ah, you should totally go for Yara. She's better, more worthy <clears throat> of being a leader of the Ironborn than anybody. Then Euron comes in, oh, yeah, I'm going to go marry Daenerys and give her my ships and stuff. And, of course, in the books, he does kind of the same thing. And, uh, I, you know, they're definitely, I don't get the sense that they're including the other Greyjoy brother of Balon. So you have, you have Euron, you have Aaron, Dampair, who's the one who actually like does the officiating or whatever. The drowning. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's the like the religious dignitary of the drowned god. And then, of course, you have this other brother in the books, uh, Victarion, right? He's, he's the right. smart one, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's the sort of savvier one. And the idea is that he he's sailing towards Marine to steal Danny's well, the idea is to eventually steal Danny's dragons or whatever, which we didn't. We did not get the sense of that he was going to do that uh, in the show. However, we definitely get the sense that he wants to use Daenerys for his own purposes. Gentlemen, do we think he has a snowball's chance in hell of accomplishing that feat? Probably not. Even at he can, he's going to offer her the use of. Uh, all, all his ships that he doesn't have because Yara and Theon ran off with them? Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem her style. I mean, she she already did that once. She she married that dude to because yeah. everyone else is telling her what had to be done. It had to be done. I think she's done with being right. told what has to be done. M- marrying for convenience or for allies or whatever. I think yeah. you're right. What do you think, Meacham? Uh, it's a lot to think about. That's pretty good points. Um, I don't think that... I think Daenerys is on, like, a path of, quote, taking what is hers. And any, like, lord, or be it Greyjoy or not, of Westeros, comes over and offers her ships. I don't, I don't think... I don't know. I think uh, Daenerys well, is a the, conqueror. The right? Ironborn I, don't, I don't know if she wants never... to accept it. Yeah, the Ironborn have never been known for their uh, service... Or loyalty to the Targaryens ever. I mean, there's there's no story about right. that that I can think. Of. And I, you know, I've got the the World of Ice and Fire book. 
uh, even though I have not read the Duncan Ed books, I, I don't remember seeing anything about that in there. In fact, quite the contrary, where the Ironborn always sort of fancied themselves as, as separate, even though they're in there. Um, but even so, looking at it from the other perspective as like, will the will Euron succeed or will the Greyjoy succeed? Um, I, I remember seeing something on Reddit really recently. Um, it was talking, it was like a, the Meister that was with a brand at Winterfell. I forgot his name. Meister Lewin. Um, oh damn, Lewin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Meister Lewin. Um, he was t- he was talking about the Greyjoys, and he was like, they're known for this, this, and their failed rebellions. And okay. it's just to be like a comical <clears throat> aspect, or you know, it's just a laugh at it. And he was referencing uh, like Yara's speech, how they keep uh, failing yeah. and failing, and they they send enough soldiers until they forget about us again. And I don't know if I don't know if they're gonna prop the the Greyjoys up to to succeed here i think they're probably just gonna fail again well that that brings up the next point though so we we, i think we can all three pretty much agree that daenerys just isn't going to go for your own greyjoy that brings up the other point yeah i think he's going to you know oh if you marry me i'll give you your ships it's like how about you give me your ships i'll burn them on you can swim home uh or just die on them well yeah but here's the other question then guys uh where are yara and theon going that is a good question well, in the, what do you think? In the uh, next time on Game of Thrones or whatever, the preview. Right. Did it, you it guys looks see like this? All, look like they're on the. Uh, what, it looks like they're what, on the, the Long Bridge. Yeah, Atlantis. it looks like they're on the bridge in Florence, Italy. Um, yeah, well, it looks like they're they, in Volantis. Okay, you think that's Volantis? Yeah, because that, that's where the Long Bridge. The Long Bridge was. That's ah, where Tyrion and Varys crossed. I was I was hoping that. Okay. Well, because you know, that was my idea. Is like they have to be going to find Daenerys first. To number one, say my uncle's an asshole. Don't trust him. He's he, he's not going to serve you. Uh, and secondly, I mean, their best hope is to probably ally to truly ally themselves and their fleet, whatever ships they have, with Daenerys. And I think that actually has a much more likely. Uh, chant of sticking although uh what was there any dialogue in that scene from the preview hmm. i think there was like it was just one sentence that yara said to theon but i can't remember what it was uh okay because like i don't remember exactly what it was either but I, I sort of got the sense that they were sitting there pondering exactly what you know how they're gonna get rid of euron and uh, I think that they are, you know, they might be at Volantis or whatever, but um, I, I think that that's the only logical conclusion is that they're they they they're going to go to Marine and find Daenerys. Is Volantis the the city in the book where um um crap I can't remember her P- Penny is that her name Penny the little dwarf girl that you know rides oh, rides yeah, the pig yeah. or rides the dog is is that the city it, it's one of the slave cities where it's she just, tries to stab Tyrion? that's the furthest away is that say that again is that where they have the meeting with the old lady and she tries to stab Tyrion? oh i think that is it this, that's philantis okay 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 i think so i think so all right people just watch the show anyway, are going, what the fuck you talking about <laughs> do we do we have any other ideas uh of what the future holds for yara and theon hopefully good things because they've been shit on. Hope. Hopefully good things. All right. Let's move on down to King's Landing, even though we've already talked quite a bit about it, uh, because it just keeps popping up. But we do have to talk about all that faith militant 
bullshit going on <laughs> in King's Landing. Of course, Marjorie and, and uh, Loras were still stuck inside their dungeons. And over the last, of course, the last few episodes, you have Marjorie revealing to us as the viewer that she's not buying it. She's just seeming. She, she's giving the airs of being bra- brainwashed. Yep. Loras looks like he's about to to break. Yep. Uh, and then, of course, this past episode, we have House Tyrell. And uh, sexy mace in his his armor. God, he looked so vapid. <laughs> that was his, nice. His like his eyes. He, he looked absolutely wow. out of place. Ridiculous. His eyes just looked uh, like they weren't smart enough to focus on anything. <laughs> no, no, you know. Uh, and Tommen's the one that's supposed to be inbred, but whatever. Um, <laughs> yeah. So you have that whole scene where you know Elena comes in on her little uh, sedan. Palin, chair, whatever Palin, the hell it is. Palantir, and, whatever. Yeah, yeah, and they think they got him. High Sparrow's like, oh, yeah, well, you know what? I wasn't going to make her walk the walk of shame anyway, motherfuckers. You open the door. You've got this new set of Kingsguard coming down the steps, and, uh, you know, they, they, on their armor has a seven-pointed star of the, the face of the seven. I didn't, I didn't, and, of I didn't course, pick Tom up right on there. that. I didn't pick up on Say that. Say what? I didn't pick up on that. So his well, new Kingsguard are I probably faith info- militant. Yeah, the inference is that some of the faith militant joined were, were made Kingsguard. Yeah. Then, so there's still other Kingsguard running around with the Baratheon armor, okay. but because uh, I watched, I don't know if you guys watched the uh, after the show stuff with you no. know, the actors and Benioff and Weiss are are often interviewed, and basically it's it's said that those are new guys who you know are members of the faith militant who have now become Kingsguard. That, hmm. that doesn't bode well. <laughs> oh no! But we also know that uh, we we've been saying it for uh, over a year now, probably that Tom and it's just not long for this world. It's just a question of how, and I think it's rapidly approaching. And honestly, I I if I had to guess, I think Tom is going to be dead by this finale. Could be, could be, especially. Really? You think so? It, it just has to happen. They're turning it's, it's, him it's from gotta, a sweet little kid into a religious nutbag, to, so we'll be okay well, with it. Well, they're also, <laughs> I think they're doing a pretty good job of just making him seem really dumb. He, he's not a bright kid. And like I said, the whole inbreeding thing, I mean, he doesn't look like Mace Tyrell in his armor, but uh, he's highly impressionable. And it's in, to a certain extent, you can excuse that from a, from a kid. Yeah. But on the other hand, this kid has to know that he's the king and what he says goes. What? And he needs to put the money where the mouth is. In a book, he's just like, oh, you're king. He's like, I'm going to tell you stories about what my kittens did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sir Pounce, right? <laughs> he seems very... like In the books, he's younger. He's like, yeah. what, eight or nine years old? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh... Uh, any, anyway, so we Surely have the, the boy the, king. Uh, we have the high sparrow and the faith militant, basically take. I mean, they're, they're they've taken over King's Landing. I mean, there there's no ifs ands or buts about it. Uh, they control Tommen. The guards of the king are loyal to the high sparrow, probably above the king. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. So, what's next for King's Landing, guys? The, the trial by combat fire fire and blood <laughs> blood in the streets I, okay we, we we got this idea that this trial by combat is coming with the mountain and cersei and that's why she felt confident about sending jamie off which is sort of opposite of what happens in the book she's like 
writing him a, a letter to say, come save me, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm going to go find Brienne. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. See, that's the Jamie I, I wanted to see at this point. But whatever. Moving on. Um, do, I don't think the trial by combat is going to happen. I think that shit is going to hit the fan before that actually occurs. What do you guys think? Could be. Uh, yeah, she's really confident. I mean, why wouldn't you be with the, with the mountain on your side? But I don't know. There's Especially definitely room for something I, I mean, to happen. Game before. I want to hope and I want to think she has other things in mind. Not necessarily just the dragon fire thing, but or the wildfire thing. But um, uh, she she's got something in mind. I, 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 that's that's my my belief. I want to see Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl, which we, we, I, I think that just from the the title, of the next episode is called The Broken Man. A lot of people are speculating that that is, in fact, referring to Sandor, the Hound, Clegane. Uh, and he might return in some sort of capacity like that. But, yeah, man, I don't, I don't see shit going very well in King's Landing. And I think a lot of people are set to die in the city. What do you guys think? Well, in the vision, the city was like seemed to be kind of on fire, and there were broken buildings. Right. Yeah. Now, whether right. that was the, the dragon. Of, I mean, it wasn't. It well, no. It, if you do, uh, you know, I sent you guys a link before we did the show. Um, I don't know if you guys actually looked at those pictures. I, I but did. If I did. You actually, look. If you look at it, there's a, it looks like to be a shadow of a dragon over the city. Yeah, but they also said maybe he, maybe that's just Daenerys arriving, and that's what's already happening there. It, that's true, but um, I mean, is it Daenerys? Is it the future, or is it the past? Yeah, you're right. It could be. It could be something else. Um, either way, it looks like King's Landing is probably fucked for the foreseeable future. They need a new capital, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and move the truck along, guys. Let's talk. Let's go over to Essos, where we have our friend, our heroine, Arya Stark, who uh, may be singled out in the episode eight called No One. Uh, I'm guessing that's going to be a lot about her. And we have you know the training montage, Rocky Four style. She's going to fight Ivan Drago. Um, yeah, and she she's learning to fight blind. She gets her sight back, and Jake and Hagar, or the person who's pretending to be Jake and Hagar, tells Arya to uh, go assassinate a, an actress. And so this previous episode, not the one we just watched on Sunday, had her watching this uh, really, you know, inverted mirror mirror world version of season one and season, well, I guess we got season three this last time with the death of Joffrey. But she's watching all this stuff play out and how... I actually loved that was a I mean that was a damn good episode on for a, a number of reasons not just because of the Hodor thing but yeah that, it was, a good that was just one of the one of those scenes where like you know what like everybody else in the world doesn't give a fuck how awesome Ned Stark was yeah and, you know to them <laughs> he's just some lumbering idiot who you know farts himself all, all the time um, I mean it was particularly well done. And of course, Arya is supposed to kill the actress. And then this last episode, she goes back to watch the play again, and she poisons the actress's brandy. 
And then before she can drink it, Arya knocks it out of her hand. And she's like, yeah, watch out for that bitch. She wants to kill you, which I thought was also pretty awesome. But it royally screws her going forward in the House of Black and White and being one of the faceless men. Well, so, guys, let me in- ask you this. Okay. What's next for Arya? Well, up until that point, I think she was under this kind of delusion that the the faceless men were these uh, noble order of assassins bringing you know bringing justice to the unrighteous. And, uh, you know what? I'm, I I didn't think about it, about it like that, but I agree with you. Just because even when Jacob Hagar is telling her the, the the history and you sort of you get the idea that he might be suggesting that the faceless men call, caused the doom of Valeria. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they were slaves working deep in the mines. At first they gave it to out of mercy to the slaves. And then they would move later on to the masters. And I guess that's where the doom may or may not come into it. But, um, like, yeah, I agree that when he's saying those things, that makes that makes it sound so so noble, yeah, so worthy. I think they started it out then, that way. And now they're to the point where it's like, hey, yeah, just people pay us to kill people. It's just, you know, we don't really care <laughs> if they're good or right, bad well, anymore. Well let, well, let me ask you this then. Do you think that's a real that they took? Do you think Jake and Hagar took that contract legitimately, or do you think it was more of a test? What do you think he said? I mean, we, we know that he says he, killed? he, he tells the waif to co- go kill Arya, but yeah. do you think that he has? Uh, do you think there's more to it than that? Do you think he's setting up the waif to get killed as the final test for Arya? Maybe. Maybe. I don't think <laughs> I'm, so. I'm not, I'm not saying that it is. What do you think, Meacham? I think that it's pretty much like what it seems. I think that I think the House of Black and White may may at one point had been like this noble thing, but now it's it's probably so just you like think a, they've lost their way. They, I think so. They're no longer adhering to the, uh, the the company mission statement. In it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I th- because I think because like, that I, way. I, I, that way, Arya may end up back in Westeros. If it's just like, right. you know, Jockin took this contract just to see if she would actually go kill someone, like, willy-nilly, you know? <laughs> yeah. Then, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. she passes, and now she can, she can really be a faceless man. Yeah. I just and wanted she to go Westeros. She was supposed to kill that uh, harbor master guy, the one who, like, took bets on whether or not they returned. Oh, yeah. Right. And, I mean, like, that guy didn't seem like... I mean, he, yeah, he would you know, break people's hands and feet or whatever, if they didn't pay up. But, uh, I mean, that doesn't necessarily, I guess in Arya's mind, they probably justified it a little bit, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I think you're right. I think it probably is what it seems, even though I'd kind of like to see a little bit more just for the complexity of it, but whatever. Um, so yeah. So meet you just said it. You think she's going back to Westeros? Yes. All just right. to reconnect um, with Nymeria, her wolf. Oh, so you want her to go back to Westeros and reconnect with Nymeria. Jeff, yeah. what are you thinking? Um, either that or she might uh, connect with Daenerys. Or, like I said, this might be the her final test. Maybe the Hagar is sick of the waif. She's kind of, kind of a downer, bitchy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I get rid of the waif and I have a new apprentice. Oh, the rule of two. <laughs> <laughs> they're Sith uh, so the, face, the faceless men of the Sith Lord actually brings up an interesting point I, and this is something I'd actually like to do a podcast uh, over the summer perhaps or, uh, you know between the seasons um, the, the idea of religions in, in Westeros is something I find very fascinating 
and sort of be, you know, obviously it is one of the driving forces behind much of the plot, you know, the Faith Militant, the High Sparrow, uh, you have Melisandre, Relor the Red God, I mean, you know, successfully raising people from the dead and things like that. And then you have the Faceless Men who obviously wield some sort of supernatural power with their, you know, being able to change faces or whatever. Yeah. Um, do, do we, I, I'm wondering this, the, Faceless men, you know, the... God damn it. Words. <laughs> I want to call him the Faceless God, but that's not it. The Many-Faced God. Many, God damn it. The, the Many-Faced <laughs> God. The Many-Faced God is a death god. Yeah. And Melisandre says that R'hllor represents light and life, and that the Great Other represents death. So... Yeah, I, I almost want to look at a lot of these religions in Westeros as being just various facets of the exact same religion. Uh, even the seven are the seven mostly, uh, you know, to be attributed to this light god. Uh, I want to get like, I almost want to tie it to the Zoroastrianism and you know Uhura Mazda and you know the god of light. And you have the, the yin to the yang and the you know the god of he, darkness. He creates his own and, shadow, which is the devil. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, and. Are, are the faceless men serving the great other? I mean, uh, are, are we supposed to fear and, and hate them? I don't know because uh, they they referred to the to the the many faced god as the god of death. They have referred to him, you know, in Syria. What do you say to the god of death? Not today. Not today. So, indeed, maybe that All was right, a, well, anyway, maybe that was a setup for her to thought. learn. Maybe she's going to remember that lesson. You know, say no to guys, death. guys, I'm having a brand vision right now. Yes. All right. Okay. Spit it out. So, so the faceless all, men all are serving us. money shot They're style. S- Get ready for it. All right. Oh, so yeah. I'm gonna close my mouth. So the faceless men are serving the great. <laughs> Keep it open. <laughs> They're serving right, right, the, the, the great other, right? The great yeah. other are the White Walkers. So what the what the faces men have been doing is while they've been giving the gift, taking lives and removing their faces, they've been keeping the bodies, putting them on ships, sending them up north, and that's Ooh. the army of the undead. That's it. They 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 could oh man like I my, my I don't drop. necessarily I don't want to buy stock in that theory, <laughs> but I like it. hey. it's like when you write your own. I'm fan just telling fiction. you what I just saw. So are we gonna have a bunch of like faceless zombies running around then? Exactly. At some point, like we haven't seen him yet because that would be too big of a reveal. But at some point, we might see a shit ton of faceless whites. Yeah, it's a, it's a they've been training, so it's oh. like a, a a SWAT unit. Oh, so of, they- <laughs> of faceless of faceless whites. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say that you're 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 wrong, man. I I, I kind of. Right dig that idea <laughs> all right gentlemen let's go ahead and move this along uh, i oh wait i haven't actually said where i thought she's gonna go um i would like to think she's gonna go find daenerys um i think go, like i've heard some people say like oh she's gonna go back and start you know killing people on her list again i'm like no man she you know, part of storytelling is characters growing and for her to just sort of revert to going back to trying to kill people on her list. That's that's a character reverting. I think it's going to be one of two different ways. She's going to go find Daenerys. Or 
she's going to go back to Westeros and, and she's going to try to find out like what's happened to her family. Like who's, who's around get word and maybe hook up with John and Sansa at some point. So she's going to renounce death for death's purpose. She's going to, yes. you know, she might still kill people, yes. but it's going to be to, you know, further the agenda of the good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Uh, of course, I kind of like the idea of her going to find Daenerys and her being one of the, the dragon riders. Me too. Know, the dragon has <laughs> three heads or something, but that... She you know, can war again to the dragon. Not. Yeah, I mean, I've always loved Arya's character, and I, I would love to see her come into her own in that regard. Yeah. Anyway, uh, speaking of Daenerys, guys, let's go ahead and move into that point. Uh, there's not a whole lot of story we can talk about in the last three episodes concerning Daenerys, except for one particular kick-ass moment that sort of redeemed the story over the last two years where she's just sit or, sitting around doing nothing in Marine trying to figure shit out. Uh, and of course, one of, uh, if we refer to the book, Quace, Pro- Quace Prophecy is that she has to go forward to get to go back. And of course, Let's that's where we left off forward. in season five. There's that um, she got surrounded by the Kalasar and, you know, we, we talked about the first few episodes of season six. She goes, she goes back to Vice Dothrak. Uh, and that's where we picked up, I believe it was episode four, where we have Jorah and Dario. And I remember the last episode we talked about it, like, what the hell are they going to do? And even their ideas to get in were pretty boneheaded. Uh, they want, they found Daenerys inside the city, outside the temp, you know, the, uh, the temple. And they're like, oh, let's just fight our way out. She's like, dudes, you guys are dumb. I got this. <laughs> and, uh, her, her idea was to just burn burn all the cows alive i mean it was spectacular it was a departure from the book because her being fireproof was supposed to be a one-time thing however this establishes that in the show version daenerys is fireproof i dig that i i I think that's cooler than the book version and i i don't think it's a convenient plot point i i I almost wish it were like that in the books makes sense for a dragon tamer more sense of things yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, all right, bring and the I, dragon on me, little shit. You're not gonna. Hurt and me. I kind of, I kind of have this idea that the end of the story is gonna be kind of like the Avengers, where you're gonna have all these like superheroes fighting off against this this like alien threat, this White Walker threat. And you have Bran who can like see into the future and affect things like in an instant or something. And now you have Daenerys who's dra- fireproof with dragons and oh my god, Westeros. Yeah, like you were saying earlier, Arya, Arya is now so a trained Arya's, assassin. So Arya's like like Hawkeye. Bran is like Vision, obviously. <laughs> right. Um, is that, does that make Jon Snow like Captain America? He kind of so. is, yeah. <laughs> kind of, yeah. Daener- Daenerys is kind of Iron Man. She's got all the firepower. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, John's like zombie Captain America, who's lost some of his morals. Uh, who's Thor? <laughs> I mean, we did think Captain America was was dead. Does that anyway, mean that Bucky um, is Egret? Uh, I I wouldn't think so. If, I mean, if anything, it's gonna be like Sansa. I, I don't know. All right, I'm done. No, no more Avengers. <laughs> yeah, no more. No Westeros uh, disassembled. <laughs> Uh, oh my god. Anyway, uh, what I actually wanted to ask you guys. So she's basically taken over all the Dothraki. They're, they're all, she, in this last episode, she makes them swear a vow from the, the mother of mountains, which is a binding vow to the Dothraki. So we know that they're not going to abandon her. They're hers. And the idea is that she's going to be going off to uh, Marine and then setting sail at some point. And they're very well, maybe some, uh, a fleet of ironborn, on their way to take them there, along with some other ships. Um, guys, how are you feeling about Daenerys right now? Are you thinking she might go not uh, go, go dark not side? So 
I want I, her I, to, I, though. That's the thing. Yeah, you know what, Meacham? I'm kind of with you where I, like, I kind of want her to, but on the other hand, I don't. Not as um, bad as Aries. I, I, you know, like, I, I would be satisfied either way, I guess. Um, I think would would also, I mean, she's proving to be very savvy, cunning, and ruthless. And on one hand, it's like, that's kind of mean. Maybe she's going dark side. But then on the other hand, I'm just like, well, she's smart. Everybody else are bastards. That's kind of the way she has to do it to kick ass. Well, she doesn't go crazy. Uh, so, yeah, that's true. Um, so do, do you see Daenerys going dark side, light side? Uh, is she going to, is she gray Jedi? Is she going right down the middle? <laughs> gray I mean, Jedi. What, what, what yeah. do you see with this? Gray Jedi. Cruelty when it serves a purpose. Okay. Mijo, what do you think? Mm, I've always had this idea that Daenerys is going to end up being like, not the villain, but something, and it, and it's something not resembling. Yeah, kind of. All right. So you know, I would, I don't think that that's really going to happen, but we, we, I, th- I think it's safe to say the battle of bastards episode nine, we, we know who's going to win that battle. Um, otherwise, I mean, you don't bring a guy back from the dead to die th- four episodes later, whatever the hell it is. Um, with Ramsey out of the picture, then uh, are, are we going to let, let the on the onus of being the the main villain, the main baddie, be on the White Walkers, or do we need something else? I mean, of course, you could say the the greatest enemy are themselves, and they're still not able to unite to fight the White Walkers. I could definitely see that happening. Um, and there are only thirteen episodes left after the season. So that gives us a grand that gives us a grand total of seventeen left. Wow, it's enough story, but not as much as you would think to for events to unfold. Um, Yeah, I don't think there's enough time for another antagonist. I think that it has to be. So you're thinking that this is this we're setting up the uh, final battle to be with the White Walkers. Yeah, if we if if I mean I'm saying if like after the battle of the bastards and what you said episode nine episode eight. Yeah, episode eight or nine, whatever it is. After it's that, Ramsey's gonna be dead, and then if, right. like what you said earlier, Tommen ends up dead by the end of the season, then there's gonna be no crown. The head's gonna be cut off the crown. Ramsey's gonna be gone, and then there's only 13 episodes left. It seems like it just has to like turn on the White Walkers. Like, I mean, yeah. if we we've said before, we think the wall is gonna fall. Or I think the wall's yeah. gonna fall this end of the season, so I yeah. think that's gonna be it's obvious a, who the uh, main antagonist. Well, I've heard some people is say at the end of the season. I've heard some people theorize yeah, that when uh, Bran crosses the wall, it's gonna yeah, to disrupt yeah, the, whatever the mar- protection it had, and they're gonna I be able don't to just like come that. through. I'm hoping this like he, there's something else that happens. Uh, I, I don't dig that because I mean, what kind of what would that do to Bran to know that he was the cause of? Uh, the fall of mankind. Uh, it, it, it doesn't really make a lot of narrative sense to me for that to happen. I think something else is going to happen to get the white walkers see, across uh, the wall. I just right. want to see the night King show up and then, uh, he'll just like yell something when he gets to the wall, like when a, sh- a shout or a chant or something. And then it falls some, something, some zombie giants yeah. start, be- start beating the hell out of it. Some zombie mammoths yeah. start <laughs> ramming into it. I don't know. Something. Okay, guys. Um, okay, guys, all right, man, let's go ahead and move, oh, move along. Then Tyrion and Varys Marine. Hold, hold on. A lot going on. I'm not feeling very well. What? I need to go for a minute. Oh, uh, if that's the case, then Jeffrey, um, finish up later. Can, can, can you sit this one out and, 
uh, I need to finish the show in the next ten minutes anyway. So okay, we'll we'll just finish up without without you, Jeff. Is that okay? All right, I will come back in a moment and, you, oh, and okay, and pick up where wherever you guys are. Jeffrey got food poisoned. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> All right. So, Marine, there, guys, or I should say Meacham, since Jeff had to excuse himself for a few moments. Uh, Tyrion, Varys, th- we don't really have anything going on here. We have Tyrion brokering this, like, seven-year peace with the slavers. Uh, then we, we check in with that the next episode, episode five, and things seem to be gelling. People aren't doing anything dumb. Um, do you think with the return of Daenerys with the Dothraki horde is going to change things? Um, as far as like destabilizing this like temporary peace, yeah. Um, I'm not too sure. Uh, well, no, nah, I don't think so because the deal they made had to do with ending slavery. I mean, her showing up with an army. I'm not sure if. I mean, they may take that as maybe she wants to conquer those cities back, right? <laughs> or, you know, but, maybe she leaves. I mean, does she really need 100,000 Dothraki? Probably not. Uh, she doesn't, you know, does she garrison Dothraki to go sack some cities if they don't abide by the terms? You know, like, I could sort of see that happening. Um, that's possible. I mean, we're, we're not really given an indication, a very good indication, because we, we frankly haven't seen very much of them so far this season of where Tyrion's storyline is headed what do you think mm, i think that's possible um i mean as far as the the Tyrion and Varys stuff um well i'm talking about well i mean oh, if if daenerys is going to westeros Tyrion's definitely going with her he's not staying in oh Tyrion. yeah this yeah, is yeah not gonna happen if anything missandei is the one who's gonna fucking you know be ruling as a regent or whatever yeah and um, missandei and gray worm yeah that's probably that's very likely Teaming up, ruling yeah. some slave cities. The two former slaves. Uh, that would be just and right. Uh, all right. I mean, I, I don't really know what to predict with that storyline other than, hey, those guys are going to go back to Westeros with probably Daenerys. I'm really uh, interested in the in Kinvara, the and what they were talking about with Varys, what he heard in the flames. You know? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's Actually, you bring up a good point. Um, what do you think that's all about? I don't know. It's a. Uh, I mean, I loved seeing that how uncomfortable Varys was. Like, yeah, that face <laughs> is, is, is a never, meme he now. He never shows his hand like that. I'm back yeah. ever. Um, I'm back. I, I I don't know what to think about that. Um, it seemed out of character. A little bit. Hey, Jeff's back. <laughs> nice. We 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 did not make any allusions to you shitting at all. Okay. <laughs> So when it, when it comes time okay. to edit this, it's okay. I'm not the we, ruler we don't of need North to talk Korea. About shitting. I'm not the ruler of North Korea. Say what? That's okay. I'm not the oh, ruler of North you, Korea. You don't poop. <laughs> yeah, I have no butthole. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> anyway, uh, well, w- what we're doing right now then is uh, <clears throat> we all we we can't really predict too much of what's going on with with Varys and Tyrion storyline. Uh, what where we're at right now is with Varys and what we think he heard in the flames and in, with what Kinvara was repeating. Which hopefully we get to uh, find out. Ther- Say what? Hopefully we get to find out. It doesn't seem like it teases us and not tell us. Um, You're going to have to repeat that. I couldn't understand you. I'm sorry. Hopefully they're going, we're going to find out 
what was what he heard. Oh. I don't think they would tease us. You, you, and you don't tell have us. any guesses. Um, no, actually, no. <laughs> Meet him. You got any guesses? I mean, it had to have been something like I don't know if it could have been like the content was troubling. Like he heard something like. And he could understand it. Maybe he just heard a conversation of like some kind of weird dialect. Maybe he heard a uh, a conversation between White Walkers. Mm. Well, and George Martin does say in the books that they they have their own method of communication and talking and things like that. So they're not they're not mute. Um, right. It, it does make you wonder. Um, the, it, I I don't know where to go with that. I have I'm I've been actually racking my brain about that for the last couple weeks since we saw that episode i'm like i got nothing uh anyway guys let's go ahead and and wrap our episode up and talking about our boy brand back at the wall uh but first let us have a moment of silence for our boy hodor Hodor. moment over okay um (laughs) hold the door guys i think i was more more affected by that death than I, I have been at any other point in the show. What about you? Yeah, it was, it was yeah. rough. He's, uh, we don't like to see non-coms get killed horribly. <laughs> it's kind of in our nature. Say what? We don't non-com, non-combatants, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hoarder's like never done anything bad to anybody as far as we no, know. No, man, he's so, so fucking nice. Why, why do you gotta do that to Hodor? Well, God damn it. Why do they do that shit? Uh, well, uh, somebody had to hold hold a door. I mean, hold it's, it's George R. R. Martin. Like someone, someone needs to check up on this man because this guy is a demented fuck. <laughs> George R. R. Martin. Uh, like, well, that, I mean, we've known that for years. Wait, wait, we, what are you talking about this? Wait, time? Oh, dude, it's solidified now. This is like Say one what? of the first things that he thought of. Oh yeah, <laughs> must have been one of the first things he thought of. Like well, he, he said in recent interviews, like yeah, it's not going to go down like that in my book. You're like, what? How else is it gonna oh, go really? down, you shithead? Really? I mean, that's that's very harrowing. I don't want no part of that. Jeez. <laughs> nah. <sighs> Whatever. Um. All right. Well. All right. So let's talk brand visions. We we got some very quick successive scenes. Um. This last episode. And we've already talked a little bit about the wildfire thing, so we don't need to revisit it. And we got some visions of the past. And we had one more scene with the uh, tower. I guess, we're, you know, it's young Ned at the Tower of Joy. And there's the little scene with a woman in blood. And we're, we're, we're getting yet another hint for what has to be R plus L equals J. Uh, are we going to get that in the finale, guys? Um, I think it'll or do you think it's Maybe do you think, before the finale. You think so? I think so. Maybe I'm, I'm just hopeful. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think they've just they, they've basically already sort of tacitly admitted it. They're not going. Ah, man, I, I don't. Maybe Benjamin knows. You're right. He he might, but maybe uh, maybe he's going to tell. One thing. Ben. One thing I want to ask you guys: Does yeah. it ever say why why Benjamin joined the Night's Watch? He's kind of, I mean, it doesn't, and I think I know what you're getting at here, but uh, I think we're kind of led to believe that uh, he, he's, you know, you, you know, you have the heir and you have the spare, so <laughs> the older brother with Brandon was the heir, you have Ned that was the spare, and then Benjamin's is sort of like, hey, of course it didn't really work out for Ned very well, because we, we, we kind of ran out of heirs and spares, but 
we, we still have Rickon. We still have Rickon. Hopefully. <laughs> because what? Because what I want to believe is that Bran went into a vision and like told Benjen to join the Watch because he had to or something. Like I, I want, I want like it to be like a deeper reason. Yeah, another uh, see, reason why, like why Benjen yeah. joined. Dude, I, I, I want there to be very limited time. I know what you mean, but fucking with the timeline stuff. Like I, I don't want them to play on that too much. Because I can, I mean, it just makes things weird. I, I'm just, I'm just so know. glad Benjamin's back. I've been saying it every day. You, you've been all saying day. it for a long time. <laughs> you don't even know, man. Back. Yeah, I'm you're, so you're, glad. You're, you're a fanboy. You're a Benjamin fanboy. <laughs> yep. Like literally, this anyway. episode wasn't um, like that great. Like it was really good. I mean, it, we had a lot of like the crucial episode, information right? that was given into us. Yeah, but just because Benjamin came back, it jumps into the top five for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm I haven't seen him since the third episode yeah. of season one, but damn it, he's back. He's back, and so is Arya. Oh my god, that's that's good, man. That's good. Well, um, well Benjamin brings up two uh, stars come back in the same episode. Benjamin brings up some theories that I came up, you know, I came up with because he came back. Uh, you know, I was thinking a lot of people are questioning us, like, well, uh, that looked like Leaf in the Vision creating the the night king yeah that that definitely was leaf the same you know the same actress character whatever but she says in the book that she's 200 years old so that couldn't be the creation of the night king ten thousand years ago so what i was thinking is i don't think that they're sticking to that timeline in the show by any stretch i think we're 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 getting about a thousand year stretch or something yeah but what um yeah because even blood raven says he's been there for a thousand years yeah what i was which could be like a thousand actual years or you know but basically what so I was thinking is I was wondering if uh, Leaf was part of a splinter group of the children of the forest that uh, that went off to try to gain control of the White Walkers again by creating this Night King. Well, and that's maybe. And that's why Winter is all of a sudden in the last you know 100 years or so started to creep back into the world. And uh, that there might be another group of the children off there, the ones that like saved Benjen. Oh. That's true. I mean, do you guys think that Leaf was the last child of the forest, or do you think there are more no, somewhere? No, I think there are more. Yeah, I think there are more. I, I, I don't necessarily ascribe to what you're saying. Uh, I do think that there are at least – there's got to be, like, another pocket or two of them somewhere, right? Um, all right, man. Uh, anything else we want to say about Brand's visions before we close the episode? Nope. Um, all no. right, then. I'm, um, I'm pumped. We're pumped. We got – the Broken Man coming up next. Uh, maybe a return of the Hound. We are assuredly setting up for a Bastard Bowl and maybe a Clegane Bowl. And we're setting up for some... Uh, you, you can't have Game of Thrones about, with some, without some more big deaths. Tommen among them. Hopefully the High Sparrow, because I'm sick of that guy. Even though he's very well played, well acted by Jonathan Price. Hopefully but Jamie I, kills Cersei. We can only hope, right? Maybe not this season, though. Maybe that, maybe that's next season. Anyway, all right. Well, this is Boo Cha Cha signing off for Cast from Culturally Rock. Meet you in peace. Jeff, out. All right. Well, that was fun. And yet I have seen things and heard things. Things you have not. Things I wish I had not. I don't believe I've ever told you how I was cut. No, I don't believe you have. One day, I will.
Uh, I think. All right, Mike Meacham, you got anything to say about it? Yeah, th- through like Jamie's whole characterization, like when when he was a prisoner and then Meacham? he got. Hello, hello. Shit. Can you not hear Meacham. me? Hello. <sighs> it says he's still on the hello? phone. Hello, hello, hello. Maybe he's got the shits like you got the hello? shits. <laughs> Maybe he just Hello. had to put the phone down so he can go shit. <laughs> Is that welcoming the new king? I've never known bells to mean surrender. They want to play music with us, let's play. Drums. Drums! 